0: Kevin Heffernan, how's it going man? Excellent, how you doing CJ? I'm doing well. Um, It is Friday and all of a sudden I'm at a point where the days are not just kind of bleeding together and um, putting some more boundaries on my time between work and family time. So um, there is some semblance of a traditional Friday today. I think the weather's gonna be a little bit warmer this weekend if even just for a short period of
1: time. Um, so, uh, I would say I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. But, uh, been a crazy busy week, which has been great to, to feel like, uh, there's a big project to work on, which we'll talk about, but yeah, for the beginning of this quarantine, it was kind of like, which direction am I headed in? Which project should I be trying to start from scratch? Things like that. Uh, now there's a lot more direction purpose, uh, at least until this Saturday. <laughs>
0: Well, um, so for those that don't know, Kevin Heffernan is uh, one of the the founders and partners of an organization called Rise Collaborative, and I think Rise Collaborative is is super cool from what I've grown to uh, learn about it. Kevin, we first got connected um, so through some networking. I remember we were in, um, you know, in the agency world or different sales roles at the time, and and uh fortunately stayed connected through the years and i've always known you to be like a big buffalo booster um, a self starter creative guy um, open minded thinker and and something that I think you know certainly this community could could use every ounce of that as it possibly can but now you're doing rise rise collaborative and um uh one of the things when when I first like heard about this um i remember thinking like what 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 is what is a collaborative and what is what is rise collaborative and i love the fact that on your website you have the little column like WTF is rise i think that's <laughs> i think that's perfect like for for people who maybe aren't 100% sure what it is now you guys as you guys have proliferated a little bit you guys are kind of like a media company where you produce videos and you have a podcast and a magazine and um you do you guys are involved in in events and things like that so i think not only myself, but a lot of other people have a much better understanding for what you do. But for for those that don't yet, why don't you answer the question, WTF is rise?
1: Sure. Um Yeah. Uh, and I'll touch on that word collaborative too, and why we threw that in there. Um it was uh 2014 and I was working at the Martin Group uh an agency here in town and uh, I was on a client that wasn't all that much fun and yet saw the rest of the agency being able to do some really cool, interesting work, and I thought, you know, let's, let's get something started where we can do this ourselves, and the idea was let's just sell some t-shirts, do cool designs, sell t-shirts, uh, and that'll be a nice little side project to have some fun with, and we realized that you can't just create a market with no one knowing who you are so we started putting together content on our website on our social media that was about buffalo uh, so that people would give us a follow uh, and then we'd be able to introduce that apparel to them uh once they were already following us and the apparel very quickly took a backseat, and we started uh creating a mission to start supporting small businesses by just doing a simple friday blog about them we'd ask them to dj that blog so we'd embed a 10 song playlist on spotify right at the beginning set the tone while you're reading about that business looking at photos of them um and then as that evolved um we really wanted to start growing our audience in a significant way and we noticed that it wasn't very diverse um it was a lot of people who were just like us uh young 20 somethings uh west side and we found that we could not literally cross main street here in buffalo our our segregation line um we weren't really doing well in the suburbs um so we thought like okay a lot of this is a social media algorithm that's saying like hey you like this i'll show it to people just like you and we thought let's sidestep social media here and we started a newsprint uh called No Boundaries. And it was really meant to be this content-rich flyer uh, that we put 10,000 copies out into the community for free, uh, funded by the small businesses who advertised in it. And um, that evolved into a magazine because when the public was still around, we came out twice a year. The public was doing amazing work by coming out weekly. Uh, But when we did come out, it would be the public here looking big, bright, and beautiful, and us next to it, a little smaller. Little crappier your paper, uh, and we thought like let's let's level up. If it's only twice a year, let's make something that really knocks people's socks off. So, it was the fall of 2018, I think. 20 spring 2019, we launched it in magazine format, um, and we've done three of those thus far. Uh, we had a fourth for this spring that's sort of indefinitely on hold until things come back online because the biggest part we do with that is. We put them out into coffee shops, restaurants. One, we need those to be open, but two, yeah. we also need people to be comfortable with literally picking up something that's been sitting out in a shop. We don't know how, what that's going to look like when things reopen. We've even thought about having you know, free coffee available on Elmwood and Bidwell and just hand somebody a fresh one right out of the box, something like that. But um, Briefly, just the rest of the aspects of rides are um, When that newsprint was out, a woman named Holly Kirkpatrick approached us and said, Hey, I I saw your newsprint. I really like it. I'd love to produce a podcast. Um, And if it could be under your network, that would be great. So we met for coffee in uh, late 2016, and she came prepared with a whole set of documents on why she wanted to do it, how she would do it, and the perceived measurements on its results. So we do uh, episodes that are about seven, eight minutes in length and cover average Buffalonians. We've covered uh, blacksmiths, retired politicians, female head brewers, covered Queen City roller derby women, Um, covered Rick Smith and his plans for Silo City. Yeah, I listened, I listened to a couple of them.
0: Um, There's a couple that that stand out to me. Uh, There was one about the pit bull shelter. Yeah, yeah, trainables. And then and what was the one about that woman who was like a drug addict and had been in and out of rehab and um, you don't have to share her name if you will. I mean, you did a podcast about her, but it was just a really interesting story about how she was able to like reclaim her life and how she's now kind of a positive influence for a lot of people who um, are in bad situations.
1: Yeah, she had definitely hit uh, rock bottom and now is running the Matt Urban uh, Hope Garden Center. That's what it is. Which is yeah. uh, home for um, women who, are, who were at, at one time homeless and are trying to sort of transition back into uh, security, consistency, prosperity. Um, so, yeah, that one was great. And what Holly does with this is it's, a, um, it's not necessarily this format of uh, sitting down and chatting. Holly will sort of do a ton of research in advance. Then she will do a lot of uh, audio recording in that person's place of work or in that person's home. And then at the very end, it's a sit down interview. So she sort of creates a a full scene that's sort of an NPR style. I was just gonna uh, say, it's
0: it's just like NPR. It's Mm -hmm. fantastic. Thank you. It's fantastic content.
1: Yeah, so the, the latest evolution in everything we're doing, the, the podcast will return uh, likely next year, um, uh, and the magazine will return, as I said, this summer or potentially this fall. But uh, video production is, is sort of our main thing. It's been our financial bread and butter, and it's what has set us apart uh, from other platforms digitally here in Western New York. So yeah, as you mentioned, it's, it's a media network um, with all those pieces pulled together and we want to grow into something that can consistently be producing content from news to documentaries um, and to live off of the dollars of sponsors primarily. And that is either producing partner content for businesses who want to get real specific about their story and tell it in our voice, or they sponsor some content saying like, we like what you're doing. Uh, We just like to put our name on it. And that was on a successful upswing um, up until uh, COVID. So, I you mean, know, I'm happy to be honest about that, that. That along with so many other businesses just dried us right up, um, but we're still active and still finding stories to tell and things like that. We had some money in the bank uh, that we were putting aside for a studio for next year. So we're able to keep the lights on and keep producing content. We've had an incredible intern this year who's helped us out quite a bit too. Um, Good. So we plan on coming out of this stronger. Our weekly email has kind of become a place where a lot of people have replied saying thanks for sharing some good, positive news. That comes out later today as soon as I wrap up a couple more videos that I can put into it. Um, And, yeah, we've got a really positive outlook for the future. Our audience is so young that um, as long as we keep doing what we're doing, producing content that they care about in a voice that they relate to – we're going to be able to grow and i think compete with the major news media in town um in a matter of a couple of years that's cool
0: yeah um this is really a time for leadership right um did did you happen to see the there somebody posted a video on youtube and it, some genius person did like a mashup of like all of like the commercials from big brands with like soft piano music and and slow pans across empty football stadiums and and public parks and things like that. Did you happen to see that? No. Oh, you you have to. I'll I'll try uh. and find it and send it to you afterwards. It's basically making fun of how like every single big giant brand is is approaching this with like the same PR strategy and has and literally has the same commercial. And like, well, I appreciate like anybody who wants to put like positive sentiments out there in the world. I think, you know, most most of all, it was just a bunch of people in the boardroom thinking like, "Oh, okay, how do we spin this, you know, for our, how, how do we make our brand look good through all this without actually doing much. Um, so when I, when I say this is a time for leadership, I don't mean just anything. I mean, uh, real substantive, um, influence on the community and what I think that you guys can, how you guys can benefit from that is that you guys literally have been doing it for years, like before, before COVID. Um, it's clear to be a, a central part of your mission to help businesses thrive, right? Tell stories and I think establish a greater sense of place uh, in terms of what it means to live in Buffalo and Western New York. And I think that you guys already have the audience probably that's, that's looking for that. It, undoubtedly, the resources available to continue doing that maybe have peeled back a little bit. It may be a little bit harder. You have to do more things virtually. So for you guys, maybe like you may have to make some compromises on production quality. I don't really know. Right. Um, <clears throat> somebody like me, you know, I'm, I've, I've never, you know, I don't, I don't have a nice camera or, you know, for, for my business or just myself. Um, so like these, these zoom calls, these recorded zoom chats are perfect for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's all, it's, it's the, it's the production quality I'm used to putting out there. Um, but for somebody like you guys that maybe, maybe that's hard, but undoubtedly, well, I guess this is just a roundabout way of saying, I think that, you know, um, we, we need leaders right now. And I have no doubt that, you know, you uh, and your partners and, and Rise will, will continue to be that. So keep on, Thank man. You. We need you. We need you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, Drew Brown and I founded this together. And there was always sort of a bit of a, a pragmatic view and a wider view of what's going on in Buffalo, which is w- we're broke, right? There's definitely some money around town, but there's a lot of small businesses struggle every day. There's not a lot of population to support somebody who's got a wild idea for opening up a shop and things like that. And when that happens, it it makes it easier for a lot of chains to move in, be those restaurants or stores. Um, And as soon as people say like, ah, I'm just going to go there. I'm just going to buy it from there. You know, 85, 90% of the money you just spent heads right out of town. Um, and these are dollars that a lot of Western New Yorkers work their tails off for, and we just shoot them right out of town and so the idea being let 's let 's highlight these the beauty of these local restaurants, these local retailers who are taking a chance buying up inventory and hoping people walk into their store. Um, the more that we can support. It's not just a nice thing. I think that often, so often comes across like, wouldn't it be nice of you to shop local? It's a smart thing to keep that money in town and to have the owners of that shop, that restaurant, then turn around and spend money with you in one fashion or another. Yeah. Um, it would make our region so much stronger. Um, you know, if there wasn't a line 80 cars deep at Chick-fil-A every day, <laughs> it just, uh it's it's a it's a long view on the local economy to keep that money here, however you can, because then it's going to make its way back into your own wallet.
0: Yeah, I've never had Chick Fil A. Um, me either.
1: Really? <laughs> I, I definitely want to
0: try it one day, but like to me, the this idea of waiting in line for a, a fast food chicken sandwich is just preposterous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that is, that is a real. I love that distinction. That. Supporting small business is not some uh, nice to do thing, right? It's not some, it's not altruism, right? It's Mm -hmm. smart. It benefits you. Yeah, Um, I like that. That's, and you've, you've, you've stated a pretty clear case. So, um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, leadership and and how Rise is continuing to uh, lead people in this community. One of the things we just talked about before, Um, before we started recording is that you guys are working on a virtual concert now it is 9 23 a.m right now on friday morning and i understand this concert is going um is going going live tomorrow night so maybe we're looking at something like 36 ish hours from now maybe 32 i don't know Um, oh you're stressing me out (laughs) what's going on tell tell me about this um what are you doing yeah
1: queen city quarantine concert uh briefly on the background uh emily perryman um, who heads up Unite by Night? She's actually also just got promoted to the head of institutional advancement over at Damon.
0: I was just um, gonna say she used to be at ChoCare, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I met uh, her. She, one. I met her once when she was at ChoCare. That name's yeah. Yeah,
1: she she left for Damon maybe a year year and a half ago uh, to lead up their marketing efforts, and now yeah, just just was promoted yesterday. Uh, so congratulations to her. But I uh, never wanted to sit on her hands. She's also uh at uh unite by night which she founded which is uh, this league of young professionals who will pick a nonprofit um or multiple nonprofits and they spend 12 months with them. Uh there's there's attorneys, there's accountants, there's people who can do some design and some web development and they'll help that nonprofit through uh everything. Um and it's usually very small nonprofits that wouldn't have the funding to reach out to an agency uh or at, you know, any money at all. Right. And they help get them on their feet, get them looking modern, things like that. Giving them a modern communication strategy and send them on their way. And so they do this uh, for again the nonprofits who are working with people in our community. They're also those ones that are so small staff that would have never thought about marketing in the first place. right? Um, and they kind of say like, we'll take care of it for you. Just tell us what you're passionate about, what your needs are, what your impact is, things like that. So Unite by Net is a really great group. And the, the collaboration aspect of our name, um, it started with, Drew and I, not really knowing how to do much other than Instagram, we thought, well, we can do anything. We just grab the right person to collaborate with. Uh, we'll collaborate with somebody to build our website, things like that. So, collaborating with Unite by Night here was their idea to do this Queen City Quarantine Concert, and the idea being, yes, let's get some some artists back out there uh, in front of people, and uh, let's find a way to have it help these local nonprofits that are very small. Um, there are certainly large nonprofits in town that are doing incredible work and are very deserving of our dollars. Um, They're included in here too. Something like Feed More Western New York has already announced that they're critical on food supplies and cash. Um, So they're gonna be ones that will benefit from this, but there's also much smaller ones like the Erie County Restorative Justice Coalition, Western New York Book Arts Center, Volunteer Lawyers Project, um i'm going about this in a roundabout way of telling you about the concert no no on. well
0: what i like it is i like I and mean, we'll we'll get there right and then what i'll yeah. try and do is i'll try and cut up a little clip of it and put it out on social media but
1: um, yeah got, before, before got you on. tell me
0: what's going on i think it's important and it's important for you and me and i think quite frankly for anybody else um to know what this is benefiting and like how this came about so i'm glad that you're clarifying it. yeah
1: yeah so to to put it out on the table like once every every bit of this hit right uh you heard about lexington nav throwing these dance parties with yeah blasting off porches right my yeah. wife and i even put up a sign that said listen to more music and for a while at five thirty each night we were blasting out the window when the weather was a bit nicer uh all throughout this this covid piece and that's telling because we're we're upset we're a little bit fearful or we're just losing our minds with some cabin fever and The stress of the unknown here and i think people turn to music they turn to musicians who've written something that makes us feel better um and so that's part of this concert right a lot of those musicians they're not just accountants by day and playing some bars on the weekends as a side gig there's quite a few in this town who support their families off of the gigs that they get the recording sessions that they're able to afford, thanks to those gigs, and touring a little bit now and then. And all that has been taken away from them. So uh, we want to give them an opportunity here to play. And what this is going to look like is a VH1 pop-up video. Uh, So every artist pre-submitted, or pre-recorded, and submitted a 15-minute set. Um, And at the bottom, we've edited on a ribbon that says, if you want to tip this artist, here's their Venmo. If you want to support the nonprofit they're paying for, here's a real quick bit.ly link that you could type in on your phone while you're watching. And um, throughout we have little tidbits and factoids about the artist and about the nonprofit popping up like a VH1 pop-up video, sometimes with a little photo, uh, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. And by the end of it, you're going to know and love that musician and you're going to be introduced to and grow to love that nonprofit and their work too. And so over 15 minutes, all those pop-ups coming at you, you're going to be more likely to say like, all right, all right, I can I Venmo this guy five bucks. Or I can go on that, that link and hand over 10 bucks. And we know that not everybody watching is going to have the means. So at least by the end of it, uh, they will be more familiar with the artists, more familiar with the nonprofits so that when they do come back into those means, hopefully they remember these organizations. Um, so we have 12 artists. Uh, so that's going to end up being about three full hours of mayhem uh, that we have perfect. to upload. Yeah. And I mentioned, does it, start? it starts at seven. So what, when you, when I said you're stressing me out is that uh, I, we've, my intern and I have completed all the pop-up videos, right. For every artist, what we need to do is we're going to string them together into 30 minute video files. And on top of these artists all doing this, we have Buffalo celebrities, Buffalo celebrities hopping in, Saying hello. So a couple news anchors, a couple Buffalo Sabres, Buffalo Buttes hockey team, um, and then founders of different organizations and things like that that are gonna hop in, say hello, thanks for tuning in, and enjoy our next act, the humble braggers and things like that. So That's we get cool. to tie those together, tie two acts together, and we end up having about a 30, 32 minute video. We'll upload those one at a time to our YouTube, to our Facebook, to our Instagram TV. So, today. So, that's
0: where people can watch it, like YouTube, Facebook, or IG?
1: Yeah. And that's what's going to differentiate this from one of the many uh, live shows we've seen going up. Because a live show, oftentimes, if you miss it in that moment, you missed it forever. Uh, With this, it's a permanent file upload, just like any other documentary we've done or things like that. So, So long as those uh, URLs don't change for those nonprofits, if you see this a month from now, that you can still go there and make those donations. So we're hoping that that'll expand the impact for everyone involved. This, it
0: actually is a documentary as well,
1: I would argue. Because
0: think about this, like, like I have, I have two small children right now, four and two. One day they're going to like learn about this because I think this will be significant enough where eventually it'll be mentioned to them, or they're going to learn about it in school or something. They'll be like, "Wow, what was that like?" And like, what? what one of the things I kind of like is like we're leaving a paper trail, um, right? It, like into society and like how we currently dealt with all of this. Now that doesn't really exist for the Spanish flu you know, 110, 115 years ago, Um, good, bad, or indifferent, I think like will like a lot of people will want to look back on this time and say, you know, this is what we were doing. This is how we were connecting. This is how we were making the most of it. So, um, you know, in addition to it being something that will be fun to consume live. And I guarantee you that, you know, I will, when at seven o'clock tomorrow night, like I will come up to my, my office, I'll kick my feet up. I'll probably have two beers. And I'll, you know, I'll, uh, I'll watch that on YouTube, and like, and that'll be fun. But in addition to that, like, what you're talking about, um, uh, like, serving a purpose, like, I, it serves a purpose now, but also, I think, like, months, years from now, I think that's cool. That's part of the reason why I'm doing this, by the way, um, is because, like, I mean, who am I to just, like, like, have a podcast? That's why, like, I haven't really named it, and every time I refer to it I put it in finger quotes Uh, but a big a big piece of it is one I was thinking about doing this for a really long time and now I feel like with this whole quarantine every excuse has been eliminated right and two, a big part of it was we're going through something right now and I just kind of want to have a voice in it Um, I don't think that anything that I'm gonna do is gonna help people like not catch COVID. I don't think it's gonna help them recover faster. That's what these like medical professionals are doing, right, but um, if, if nothing else, if I can provide a little bit of content that a couple people have liked, um, and you know, I can kind of like look back on this and say, all right, here's an opportunity where I just showed up. If nothing else, then you know, I'll be happy about that. And you are doing a heck of a lot more than what I'm doing. You are doing a heck of a lot more than showing up right? You guys are the show. And, um, I think that's, uh, I think that's really cool. Cool as in fun
1: and, but also like legitimately admirable. So good on you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. That it's funny. You mentioned how that is sort of a documentary of this, uh, Brian Grunert, friend of ours, uh, white button he, he just, he was on here. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that yet. Yeah. That coming out in your next email.
0: Uh, I haven't emailed. I haven't emailed any of them out, but I'm going okay. to be emailing them out soon. Yeah, we recorded <laughs> that, on. We recorded on Monday night. It was
1: insane. <laughs>
0: um, it was insane. So uh, we spoke for about an hour and forty minutes. Um, <clears throat> we recorded on Monday night. We started recording at nine. So, um, and uh, you know, Gruner and I were we're, I would say we're pretty friendly, right? Meaning we're not, we're not best buds. We're not hanging out all the time, texting, you know, daily, weekly, anything like that. I would say um, a couple times a year we get together um, and I always have a good time with him. We have respect for one another professionally and we just enjoy, enjoy one another's company. So, um, you know, I'm still, he was the second episode i 've ever recorded this one is the fourth, and um i 'm still figuring out what it was, right, and so we started just talking about how we 're doing in this whole situation, and we're both business owners, so we we started talking a little bit about business, and then he went into politics, which I thought was really interesting because normally like i I don't plan for this to be like a political um, themed thing. But um, the thing is about him is he, like he's very thoughtful about it and you can, and, and you can see that whatever he believes politically is tied to a greater ambition of something that like, I feel like everybody can get behind. Right. So even if you don't agree with his political persuasions, you agree with what his political persuasions he believes are trying to yeah, um, goals. Like exactly. and So, um so yeah i thought it was great and i was like this is, it was it was just really cool we talked about certain conversations that you really only have when you're talking with brian gruner and it yeah was awesome,
1: so yeah i had one of those uh i can't even remember now if that was this week or last week uh with him too over facebook messenger but uh ultimately they were they were loved the idea of this concert and, he and his team designed us a poster that
0: oh, then it's awesome. sort of
1: commemorate it. And at first I was like, kind of a uh, poster. And he's like, dude, you got to think about this as like a moment in time that people are going to remember. And they collect posters from concerts that they've been to uh, from tours and things like that. And I was like, yeah. So they're actually um, comping something up for us today. Uh, that'll just kind of show it on a wall in a frame. Uh, so that we are going to sell that too and give all that money to the nonprofits as well
0: Um, 100% by we
1: raise like 500 bucks on those we'll divide it over the 13 so that sort of a fail safe too like (laughs) if no donations come in during this concert we can say like well we still got some money for you Um, so yeah that was really uh, great of him and it, it you know so often I'm flying it by the seat of my pants in this organization and don't take a step back to think what other aspects could we uh build into this and stuff like that so it's great to have uh people paying attention and sending in messages with suggestions or things like that too yeah well if
0: you're doing something something that is truly if you're doing something that is truly your unique or hard or you truly are innovating or essentially taking the risk of saying you know to to paraphrase Seth Godin here I made this I hope you I hope you like it not knowing 100% if it's gonna work or not or whatever, right? Like if you're, if you're living on that edge, then you're always going to be just a little bit overwhelmed. And in some yeah. cases, maybe a lot of bit overwhelmed. And so um, I think there is no like innovation in, in that respect, right? If we can agree on, on that definition of innovation. There is no innovation without flying by the seat of your pants, without missing things, without having blind spots. Right. Yeah. Cause that's like the whole, the whole purpose is to like kind of go into an unknown space for you and for other people. Um, and uh, that's st- something that I'm still learning to be comfortable with. And um, I'm, I'm slowly getting there, but uh, I feel that way all the time that I'm always, cause any one person, depending on, you know, what they do for a living or what they're really good at, they could look at any aspect of my operation, right. Whether it is, um, how I deliver services to clients um, or what I do from like project management or accounting or marketing, right or this, which i don 't know how much I even want associated with my business or not yet, right and mm-hmm. um, they could probably be like like you right when I, when we emailed about this, you gave me a couple quick tips on you know how to make the podcast better because you especially from a production standpoint because you 've done one right and so um, you know i think it's I think it's very Easy to get to get caught up in the overwhelm of all the things you could have done or should have done or whatever could be doing better, um, <clears throat> but you know that's just going to be the reality of it when when you're trying to throw on a a concert a, a, a concert in a format that's never been done right or you know has rarely been done uh, on short notice to benefit a cause and you're bringing in fifteen million stakeholders like
1: that's just that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, a lot of herding cats uh for this production yeah uh, exactly what it's what it's also going to require today is uh creeping around multiple college campuses looking for (laughs) a speedier internet um because the internet we're working off of from home is is great for zoom it's great for downloading but when it comes to uploading uh at least in my neighborhood every 15 minutes takes about two hours and oh yeah four platforms to hit with with uh nine uh 30 minute videos. So or six, seven, eight. I don't know anymore. But uh yeah, it's gonna be today and tomorrow are gonna be pretty funny. Uh but it's gonna come together one way or another. That's uh, awesome. Multiple I have no computers doubt. at my disposal and I may just be in the backseat of my car with all three uploading uh at all times uh right before the show starts. But it, I think one way or another it's gonna be pulled off and it's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. Um And, you know, with a good cause in mind, sure. But do we also hope that this is a uh, opportunity for us to introduce Rise to a new audience? Absolutely. And hoping that that can come from fans of those nonprofits or fans of those bands and that they stick around and uh, see what what else Rise has to offer, either by going through our former library or seeing what comes up in the future. and that's all we really hope to get out of it is that people are like, oh, yeah, Bryce are doing good stuff. Uh, that, that'd be a happy day for me.
0: Yeah, well, if I'm going to get this whole thing out with enough time to potentially get some more eyeballs to your concert and support you and support all these wonderful organizations that you're supporting. Um, I'm going to have to uh, wrap up this conversation soon. So before we do that, why don't you give like a final, like what's your quick elevator pitch on the Queen City quarantine concert? Tell them what it is, tell them how they can, uh, how they can find it and, and why they should absolutely make some time Saturday night at seven.
1: Sure. Well, I'll first uh, thank you very much for having the opportunity to just talk about Rise and its background. Every time I do this, uh, it puts a lot of things in perspective. So I really appreciate that and appreciate uh, whoever's watching for checking it out. Um, And then, yeah, this concert. So Rise Collaborative, we have a Facebook um, and our Instagram. We're going to be using the Instagram TV function there. Um, And obviously we have a YouTube as well and on Facebook and YouTube, you can set it up on your computer and you can cast it to Chrome devices or things like that in your home, uh, your Amazon fire, et cetera. So you can turn this onto your TV and get it cranking. And as soon as one ends every 30 minutes, it'll end. Uh, You can go right back to that source and we'll have our next episode up and our next episode up. So, but if you're, you know, with your phone only hop on Instagram TV and watch the whole thing there and you're going to see big-name artists from Buffalo, like uh, Humble Braggers. Um, we also have a band called Liminal Space Ensemble, which is made up of people from uh, the Buffalo Philharmonic and the Buffalo Chamber, Chamber Orchestra. Then we have a couple acts like uh, Zach Ward, Carrie Fay, who are always putting together shows and heading up on stage with their guitar. Um, a wild uh, woman named Little, Little Cake, who... Put together the most fun I've had watching music in such a long time. Uh, so, every act is going to be offering something different. Some people are doing covers, some people wrote music specifically for this moment in our history. And yeah, you're going to learn about all sorts of nonprofits like Volunteer Lawyers Project, Western New York Book Arts Center, but also uh, Feed More and Push Buffalo. Um, and you'll be invited to support them however you can. Uh, one of our artists reminds everyone that no donation is too small, especially at a time like this. If you set a goal to go through and give every artist a dollar and every nonprofit a dollar and everybody who did that, uh, who watched did that, we'd be looking just fine right here. Uh, but if you've got more to give, please do and help these organizations continue to provide the good news that we're looking to find in moments like this. They are doing the great work in the community. Uh, That can either make you feel good or gives you an opportunity to volunteer and join them Um, They need your support very badly right now and same for these bands as I mentioned before you turn to them When you need comfort or when you need inspiration, you're turning to the music that bands like these are producing Um, So give them your support too And then just have fun as you said put your feet up grab a beer and uh, enjoy the show it's it's really going to knock your socks off these these musicians are incredible and it's going to make you very proud of your city and its uh, artistic acumen here
0: I mean for one this is a very unique production in a very unique during a very unique time so it's very memorable and you know for a second point, like, what else do you have to do <laughs> on a Saturday yeah, night? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so this is awesome. Um, Kevin Heffernan, Rise Collaborative in the Queen City Quarantine Concert. Uh, which should be Saturday, April 25th at 7 p.m. Uh, in the year of our Lord, 2020. Um, <laughs> dude, thank you so much for talking about this, sharing a little bit more about you. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, maybe we'll do it again. Awesome. Thank right, you so much. Cheers.